96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne, the newly married Bryce Payne. Today, we're going to talk about popular retirement rules, and stay tuned for our second segment because we're going to open up and take a look at the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed this week and signed by the president. Hey, Bryce, how's it going? It's always an exciting weekend morning when we're going to open up and talk about a bill that Congress passed. Looking forward to it. You know, folks, I want every one of you to vote that's eligible to (laughs) vote this November. But please, this time, let's vote for statesmen, for people who take the oath seriously to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, domestic and foreign. I took that oath 40 years ago. I still believe in it. Let's go vote this November, please. Oh, kudos to that, Doug. I I, I like the sound of that. And speaking of uh, our uh, duties and our obligations as American citizens, let's move right into the uh, Wealth Guardian Service salute here. And if you're new to listening to this show, every week we here at the Wealth Guardians, we're honored to thank our military, our first responders, and their families for their sacrifice in serving our community and making our safety and freedom their mission. And each week we want to salute a specific individual. In light of that, if you know someone that we should be recognizing here on the Wealth Guardians show, I want you to email our team at salute at the Wealth Guardians. Just let us know that you've got somebody in mind and we will reach out to you and get all the pertinent information so that your loved one can be honored here on our show. And this week we're going to introduce John Robert Meadows, also known as Bob. Bob lived locally and he served two tours of Vietnam in the Army. After returning to civilian life, he worked as a computer technician for Wachovia Bank and U.S. Air. He was married to his wife, Kathy, for 49 years, and they loved the beat it beach at Oak Island, who doesn't, and Bob had a daughter and was a grandfather of four. He loved his country and was honored to serve, and he was involved as a deacon in his church and passed from this world far too soon. Last October, he left us, and Bob always had a smile on his face and was one of the absolute favorite clients of ours here at the Wealth Guardian. So, Bob, we give you and your whole Meadows family a salute for uh, your service and their sacrifice. Thank you very much. And Doug, thank you for your service as well. Remember, again, folks, if you know someone who has served and would like them honored on our show, all you got to do is email us at salute at thewealthguardians.com and we'll reach out to you and get all the information we need to. All right. Well, Doug, let's uh, go ahead and on this beautiful, it feels like fall out there, does it not? I tell you, it does. And I am looking forward to fall, the football season. Oh, it's almost yeah. here. College football is almost yes, here. Yes, I've, yes, yes. I've yes. got the, the TV set up on the new deck out there. This is the exact time of year that our deck was built for. There you go. And it's just, oh, I'm absolutely loving it. Going to have you and Sherry and Garrett uh, over for uh, some some morning or afternoon of football at some point. This Sounds uh, this perfect. Fall. All right, so Doug, what we're talking about here are popular retirement rules of thumb, and we're going to incorporate you, the listener, into this a little bit. We're going to see how many of these you agree with Doug and myself on, or how many you disagree uh, with us on there. So you've most likely heard, you know, that there are plenty of rules you're supposed to follow to retire successfully. Some of these rules are stated so confidently you'd be crazy not to immediately accept them as fact, but. We don't mind the threat of being called crazy, so let's dive into some of these most popular retirement quote-unquote rules of thumb 
to see if they truly lead us down the path of good financial guidance, or do we run a chance of uh, do they run a chance of leading us astray? The first one out there is called the Rule of One Hundred. And what this is, Doug, you know this, I know this. We talk uh, with every client who comes in and sits down with us and goes through a planning process. We enlighten them about what the Rule of One Hundred is. Yeah, you know, the Rule of One Hundred basically is a way to allocate uh, your assets uh, to risk and safety. And basically, it simply says you take 100 and you subtract your age. So if you're 65, that leaves 35. And the Rule of 100 says that no more than 35% of your assets ought to be in a risk position at that age. The idea is as we get older, we need to be safer with our money. But it is a rule of thumb. You know, we have plenty of 70-plus-year-olds that have, you know, 50% or more of their money at at risk. But it's a, it's, a, it's a nice way to start a talk around that conversation. How much money do you want at risk? How much money are you comfortable in a down market losing? You know, and it's, uh, like I say, it's, it's, it's a rule of thumb. You know, maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't. Well, let, let's, uh, let's bring our listeners into our planning process. Most of the people who sit down with us are you know, five years or so from retirement, they've done a good job saving and they want to make sure that they're not doing anything incorrectly to jeopardize their retirement. And they want help from a financial planner in making sure that they're not doing anything uh, dangerous with their assets. And they know that they should not be as risky with their investments as they were 10, 20 years ago. And maybe they say, yeah, no, I agree with that rule of 100. But then we take a look at their portfolio. And maybe they say, yeah, you're right. I don't want to have more than 30%, 35% of my portfolio at risk. But how much of their portfolio is generally at risk when we actually evaluate it? Mm. 50% or so, 60, 60 yeah. 70% of their portfolio yeah. is at risk. So you have to align that. And uh, as you can guess from Doug's answer, we do agree with the rule of 100, though it is just a rule of thumb. It is not something that's a hard line that's drawn in the sand, but it is a way of getting us to see how much of our portfolio should be at risk at this particular stage of our life. All right, the next one we're going to talk about is the 75% rule. And once this, what this rule says, once you retire, you'll need about 75% as much income as you earn while working. Okay, so let's go that again. Once you retire, you'll need about 75% as much income as you earn while working. So let me ask you out there before Doug and I give our answers on this, whether or not we agree with it or not. Does that sound like a smart rule to you? Once you retire, you'll need 75% as much income as you earn while working. Give you a second there to think about it. Doug, what do you say to that rule? You know, I think the idea behind that is, uh, well, you're not going to have to go to work anymore. You're not going to be commuting. You're not going to have to buy clothes, uh, that kind of thing, uh, you know, eat lunches out. Uh, but honestly, I think for most people, when they retire, those expenses may possibly be replaced by extra travel expenses. I mean, almost everybody that comes to see us, one of their goals is to travel more, yes, right? Yes, yes, a know? very common retirement goal. Absolutely. So, you know, travel's not cheap. I mean, a cross-country flight uh, <laughs> is a lot of money. Try to Hawaii. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Where our honeymoon's coming up to. So, yeah. honestly, as a rule of thumb, I, I, I totally disregard it because in our planning process, folks, what we do is we make you have a budget, you have to sit down and figure out 
what your standard of living is. Everybody hates that word budget, I know. Yes, yeah. But it is your standard of living, and that's what the retirement plan is built around. We want you to maintain that standard of living all the way through your retirement. Well, when we're financial planners, and again, we're going through this planning process, the three main aspects that we look at in your life are the income that you have now and through retirement, the assets that you've accumulated up to this point, and the expenses that you'll have now through retirement. Well, this 75% rule is designed, it's making some assumptions there that you have uh, what your income is versus what you spend. There's no rule of thumb to that. There, We've seen people come in here who make uh, $50,000 a year and they spend $51,000 a year. We've also seen people who make $50,000 a year and spend somehow $23,000 yeah. a year. Um, so this rule is based off of an assumption that is simply you, you can't make. So you, Doug and I would disagree with that 75% rule. Let's move on to the next one. Well, let's do this first. I okay. Wanna, I want to uh, just uh, let everybody know that we're starting our fall workshop series up. We are. It's that time again. It's that time. Uh, this uh, September 30th, the Thursday night, October 5th, the Tuesday night, uh, we're going to talk about retirement planning. We're going to be talking about retirement planning, but also emphasizing the taxes in retirement. Stay tuned for the second segment because we're going to talk about this new Inflation Reduction Act. But again, uh, September the 30th, a Thursday, October the 5th, a Tuesday at the Broyhill in Clemens. Call us at 336-391-3409 to reserve your seat. Very good. 336-391-3409. Now, Doug, we had six of these rules of thumb or these, these rules, and we only got through two of them before it's almost time for break. Now we've got to do the trivia questions. Oh, so well, hey. we can come back to it another uh, – another. it's funny how we have six of these prepared and we only get through two of them where the time goes. But it is time for our trivia question. Doug, how are you feeling? You feeling uh, good? Yeah. You're feeling hit, good? Hit All me right. up. All right. It is time to see if we can stump Doug on this week's trivia question. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's Trivia Question of the Week. On August 17th, Doug, 1978, rewind your clock there, think back to where you were, August, August 17th, 1978, Ben Abruzzo, Maxie Anderson, and Larry Newman successfully crossed the Atlantic for the first time in this type of vehicle. It took them six days to travel from Maine to France. And their vehicle, I'll give you a clue here, their vehicle was called the Double Eagle Two. What kind of vehicle was it? Uh-oh. Oh, I don't like that look. Doug gives me that look all the time, and I know it's not a good look. So uh, stick around through the break. We'll see if we uh, stump Doug on that. This is Bryce Payne. With me is the apparently stumped Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth <laughs> Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne along with Doug Ray. And this segment we are talking about, what are we talking about, Doug, in the second segment now? So we're going to dig into the Inflation Reduction Act that the president just signed into law this week. All right. We're going to open up that can of worms. We're going to talk politics in this second show, second segment here. So, we, of course, we've got to get to the trivia question. And before we do that, I've got a question for you. Are you looking forward to retirement? 
Okay. Do you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement? I'm really going to hope you answered yes to both of those questions. Well, if you have answered yes, then I've got good news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your current retirement portfolio so we can see how we can help you retire the job yet keep the paycheck. The ball's in your court. You're welcome to sit down with us. We like everyone we meet, but you got to pick up the phone and give us a call first. And that's 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us on our website, thewealthguardians.com. No cost, no obligation to meet with us. All right. So now that I've got those questions out of the way, let's get back to the trivia question here. Doug, you ready? I'm ready. All right. It's time to get Doug's best guess for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Here it was. On August 17th, 1978, Ben Abruzzo, Maxie Anderson, and Larry Newman successfully crossed the Atlantic for the first time in this type of vehicle. It took them six days to travel from Maine to France. And as a clue, I was debating on whether or not to give you this clue or not, but uh, the clue is that their vehicle was called the Double Eagle Two. What kind of vehicle was it, Doug? I'm going to guess a rowboat or a canoe. Okay. Oh, oh! I was so trying to give you an easy one this, this week here. I was wanting you to get back in the swing of things. Do you know out there what it was? What was the Double Eagle II, the first, uh, the first of this kind of vehicle to cross the Atlantic? It was a hot air balloon. Oh. And the Double Eagle. I was good. The Eagle flies in the air. I thought that'd be a clue for you. <laughs> Humans had tried, Doug, to cross the Atlantic in a hot air balloon for over a hundred years. Really? <laughs> before they successfully did it in 1978. I'm trying to think back. 1878, when obviously hot air balloon flying was still a relatively new thing for uh, human beings. Would you have tried to cross the Atlantic in something that was relatively that new? No. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't no. think so. Though, of course, we did get to the moon. What? How many years was it? We got to the moon after the first airplane alone. That was only like fifty years or so. Yes, about sixty-six. Okay, years. All right. So yeah. we we got from just flying across a field. I know it's amazing up to the moon in about sixty some years. But uh, yeah, most of the bodies were never found of those fourteen, <laughs> those other thirteen trips that wow. tried to go across there. Well, Garrett, uh, let's see if you got it out there. Garrett's not with us today, but uh, we'll, uh, he'll listen to this and see uh, see if he got it. All right, Doug. So let's uh, talk to us about what uh, Congress managed to get off their keisters and do here. All right. So um, as uh, Nancy Pelosi once famously said, you've <laughs> got to pass the bill to in know order what's to in read it. it. Yep. The devil's definitely in the details here. Um, this is basically a quick overview of the Inflation Reduction Act because we really don't know all the dirty little details. It's kind of like the Secure Act. You know, just this February, the IRS basically defined on an inherited IRA, who has to take RMDs and who doesn't have to take RMDs? Well, that's two years after it passed, right? Right. Uh, so, folks, you might want to come to our workshop. Uh, that would be Thursday, September the 30th, and Tuesday, October the 5th, and we'll talk about some of these dirty little details uh, and how it pertains to your retirement. Call us at 336-391-3409. All right, so digging into the Inflation Reduction Act. First off, almost everybody agrees it's not appropriately named. <laughs> it does nothing to reduce inflation. What it does do is 
the Obamacare tax credits that were expanded during COVID, they're going to be extended for more years. So if you are on the, you get your health insurance through the Obamacare, uh, your subsidies are going to be extended. Uh, Part D Medicare, there is a 5% copay on that, but they eliminated it on catastrophic health situations. So, for example, if you have cancer and you're having to get uh, those expensive uh, cancer treatments, uh, that 5% is eliminated on your copay because 5% of, you know, some of these uh, treatments is still catastrophic. Is a lot of money. Yeah. Still catastrophic. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, Medicare can now start to negotiate prices with the pharmaceutical companies, but it's only on 10 drugs now. Uh, and It'll be expanded over the years? Up, up to 20 drugs by uh, 2029. Okay, and that's really not going to see an impact for us until 2025, if I uh, understood yeah, right. correctly. Exactly. Okay. Those of you who are thinking about buying an electric vehicle, you may get up to $4,000 in a credit to do that. However, devil in the details, if you want to buy a really expensive one like the Tesla Model S or this Lucid, uh, uh-uh, you don't get it. You don't get the. It's only enough. for the. It's only for the uh, smaller. Yeah, cheaper like, vehicles, like the Model Three, okay, or something like that. Okay, the corporate uh, taxes. There's going to be uh, an AMT. Uh, which is basically a minimum tax of 15% okay. on corporations. Um, now, some of those corporations don't pay any taxes right now, or they, they, they have all the write-offs and whatnot where they effectively don't pay any taxes. So that's a big hit for them. And again, the devil in the details, are they talking about eliminating these write-offs so that they're forcing a profit to pay tax, mm-hmm. 15% tax on? Or, are they, or what are they talking about? What is that 15% going to be calculated? Gross right. sales? Right. That's not right, you know. Uh, but who knows? Devil is definitely in the details. Okay, here's one we've been listening to quite a bit if you watch the news headlines. There's a lot of money going to the IRS. Not yes. only Not only for them to hire new agents, but to upgrade their technology. It's well known that the IRS's computer technology is ancient. (laughs) And uh, there is money to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. Auditors. Auditors. Um, That basically doubles the IRS. And, you know, these folks are going to be, it's said, going after um, the rich people who don't pay taxes or have loopholes. Because they've been, they've, they've been understaffed for those type of auditors for a while, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. Now, let's put this in perspective. Okay. 87,000 is a lot of folks. It is. To hire and train 87,000 folks is going to take some time. And to give you an idea, the IRS has been needing to hire 5,000 people for the last several years. And haven't been able to do it. Mm-hmm. Hiring eighty-seven thousand and getting them trained and getting them out in the field, I'm skeptical. <laughs> you know, I stopped by Bojangles this morning and they had paper put up on their order window saying, "Please be patient. We're severely understaffed." Well, just because the IRS has money to hire these agents, doesn't that mean that there is? 
the desire for people to take that job exactly. out there. That's if you think about it, that's not the most friendly job probably to have. Yeah. Out there. You're gonna run into some some tough times, some aggressive people out there. So I, just because they've got the money in their budget now to hire these people, I don't when when will they actually be staffed? It's it's not gonna be within a six months. And and probably no, it won't be. And and certainly in the November elections, we expect to see a completely different change of uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're going to end up doing? Yeah, I think this is definitely up in the air. Um, Just because it's passed now doesn't mean it will actually come to fruition. Exactly. Also, you hear a lot about uh, companies buying stock back, right? Yes. So there's going to be a 1% stock buyback fee. So if they buy – you know, a million dollars worth of their own stock, they're going to have to pay a 1% fee 10, to, to the government to, to do that. Okay. Uh, supposedly, all of these things that they put into place here is going to eliminate uh, the deficit by something in the amount of $300 billion over the next 10 years, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll have to wait and see about that. For every bill that Congress passed where we're eliminating the debt by X amount of dollars over the next couple of years, you would think we'd be in negative debt. We'd be in surplus on an annual basis by this point. But no, debt somehow keeps rising. <laughs> it always does. I mean, you know, like I said when we opened the show, when you go vote this November, please vote for statesmen, people that have the best interest of the country in, in mind and not go up there and you know, cave into uh, little pet projects. Uh, you know, Manchin got the, the reason he he got his vote is he got an energy pipeline through through his state. Right. It just makes me the, sick. The scratch my back, I'll scratch your policy it, it, yeah. of D.C. Really, and one one word: term limits. Absolutely, please. Term limits. term limits. You know, even people who don't uh, agree on on fiscal policies or whatnot, they generally agree on the idea of, of term limits. And, and Kristen Cinema, they got her vote because basically she came from the investment banking world, so yep. they left in that special The, the tax. big tax loophole. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it just it disgusts me. I, I hear you. Uh, Doug, let's talk uh, one more. We've got a few more minutes to kill here. Let's talk a little bit more about the seminar that we've got coming up in September, yeah. October. Uh, we do a couple of seminars a year. We've done our Social Security. We've done our Retirement and Turbulent Time seminars. We've had a little uh, conversation with our clients and some uh, people who aren't clients about identity theft. But what is this one we've got coming up in September, October? So most of you in retirement, one of your biggest bills you're going to face is taxes. And, and these taxes are not just on your income. They're taxes on just about everything. Uh, there's going to be taxes on your IRAs. There's going to be estate taxes. So we're going to be taking a deep dive into the taxes that you're, you'll be faced with paying during your retirement years. We're also going to take a look at some ways that we help our clients uh, get past uh, some of these taxes. Uh, for example, we're big believers in Roth IRAs. Uh, converting to a, to a Roth is one of the best things you can do for yourself to eliminate taxes because distributions from a Roth IRA, as you know, are tax-free. But also, more importantly, they don't count towards taxing the, the formula that taxes your Social Security. Or your Medicare. Or your Medicare. And uh, that is something to keep in mind because that tax on your Social Security comes quickly. You know, for a married couple filing uh, jointly, 
you only have to have $35,000 of income before half of your Social Security is taxed. And the IRA distributions count toward that. They sure do. And their pensions and, and, and even half your Social Security income is part of that formula as well. So the workshop is uh, Thursday, September the 30th, and Tuesday, October the 5th. So we're giving you some time to write it on your calendar. All you have to do is call us at 336-391-3409 or go on our website at thewealthguardians.com, hit up that event tab, and you can register right there. Very good. Doug, thank you for joining me this week. Thank you out there for joining Doug and myself this week. Doug, go Pirates, go Panthers, go Broncos, go Packers, mm-hmm. and whoever else we're forgetting out there. Go Wake. <laughs> this is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.